0: today is thursday january 19th 2023 this is quick start from cbn news i'm dan andros man in a jesus saves t-shirt it's kicked out of them all we'll have that top story and more on today's podcast we're bringing news from a christian perspective joining me as always to get through that news of the cray it's crazy we're all out there gotta get through it with somebody it may as well be us every weekday morning at 7 a.m billy hallowell trey gones phillips
1: what's up fellas friday yeah, jr might i say we're gems we yes, really are we are and yes. we're caffeinated, completely well, humble not.
0: <laughs> not caffeinated that. contented humble
2: gems of the internet we are you know so dan and I, you talk about <laughs> facebook being like the you love it for the memories mm-hmm. so uh this week i i got a great memory my sister three years ago had her first cancer free yes. scan amen um, and that was uh and we're still cancer-free today, so it's been That's a good great. week, you know, just kind of thinking about that. Yeah. Being able to look back on that. The the one redeeming yeah. quality of
0: Facebook. I love it.
2: Right. <laughs> the memories.
0: Yeah. Yeah all right well we got a lot to cover and uh trey i know you're gonna be looking at this nhl story
2: we see these all the time right these lgbt activist type events that these sports teams try to host and then there's always the one standout i think the interesting thing about this story is the coach's response and the uh, nhl's response so we'll get into that
0: yes indeed and uh, it's it's more and more uh, that's what i'm concerned about is sort of the heavy-handedness and the tone of it we'll talk about that Uh, on the main thing we're going to look at biden's document scandal What really goes on with these classified documents and why are they seemingly all over the place? We'll talk to CBN's Caitlin Burke on that. Uh, But first, we're going to get through the news here in 90 seconds. And a helicopter crash in a Kiev suburb on Wednesday killed 18 people, including Ukraine's interior minister and three children. Ukrainian authorities said there was no immediate word on whether the crash was an accident or a result of the war with Russia. There's been no fighting, has has been reported recently, uh, in the Kyiv area. And a mom chooses life on an abortionist table and then finally gets to meet her grateful son two decades later. This is a powerful pro-life story you can read at cbnnews.com in full. And don't forget about our March for Life coverage on the CBN News channel and the YouTube page that's coming up on Friday. And a man wearing a t-shirt with the words, Jesus saves was told by mall security guards that he would have to remove the t-shirt or leave the mall of America. In a video that went viral on social media over the weekend, the video shows the back of the man's yellow shirt that says, Jesus is the only way with the graphic coexist made with symbols of other religions. And Coexist has a black line through it. The video posted to multiple platforms and viewed more than a million times shows security guard at the mall in Minnesota telling him, if you want to shop here, you need to take that shirt off. He said, what's wrong with my shirt? He said, it's religious soliciting. There's no soliciting allowed on the property. And, um, and there's a whole back and forth there. You can check out the whole story also at CBNNews.com. All right, guys. I mean, that reaction to that shirt. Now, I, there was some context there. Apparently, he'd been in there before, and they do have a no soliciting rule, and I, that would, I think, preclude anybody from doing any kind of soliciting, um, which has separate free speech questions. But if you're out there and you're not shopping and that's the mall's rules, well, you got to abide by them. But he says at this time that he wasn't doing that, that he just had the shirt. And he's, and the guard actually says on the video... Um, Uh, that some people were quote-unquote offended and he said jesus is associated with a religion and it's offending people people have been offended that's what the that's what the guard said what's your guys reaction to this one
1: i mean honestly we all get offended by a million different things so if the standard was you've offended me there would be nothing left in the mall okay there'd be (laughs) not one store there'd be it would just be white walls abercrombie and uh, finch that's right that store offends me get it out yeah, exactly. I mean, Spencer Gifts, go down the line. All these things that are <laughs> offensive, they'd be gone. So at the end of the day, I mean, you look at this, I, obviously, the I think the the part about preaching, I understand that piece of it, whether we like it or not, a private business can make a rule that they don't want people maybe doing that, if that's, if that's the case. But the wearing of a shirt or a, a faith-based shirt, I mean, would you tell a Muslim, right. take your Muslim shirt off? Right. As I mean, the
0: shirt, it seems beyond the pale. And it's like, If you're out there with a megaphone or something like that and you're causing this big disturbance, maybe you have an argument. But just the wearing of a T-shirt seems, like you said, given some of the things that people wear, a little bit over the top. This doesn't quite rise to the level of the person in the UK that we saw that uh, was just standing outside of the abortion clinic and they were like, what are you praying
2: it doesn't rise to that level, but it's close. You know, I just have to say, guys, I know this is not related, but the references to Spencer's and to Abercrombie, <laughs> I'm like reliving my late 90s, yeah. early 2000s childhood yeah, right now. Yeah, there you but, go. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, th- I think we live in, I'm just so sick of everybody being offended at everything all of the time. Like, uh, it, it's well, just... That's into it's me, just right? I don't, see, but if that's going to be the rule, it's kind of the same thing as as your feelings are your God type thing, right? If if what offends a person is going to become then the standard and your feelings are going to become the standard for what's right and wrong and what's morally okay and what's morally reprehensible, it's no wonder that culture is falling apart the way that it is, right? Because it's so relative. Uh, and then we have a media that is always, always, always going to pick the side that is opposed to conservatives and certainly opposed to christianity.
0: Yeah. I and mean, we've talked about the pendulum watch before in this podcast in the past like I I kind of have this thing in my mind of you know the pendulum usually swings back you know you go crazy one way and then it kind of overreacts in it and it swings back a little bit. At what point is having a backbone, you know the pendulum going to swing where culture is like, "Hey, this congratulations to this person for having a backbone and just saying like, "Hey, I'm sorry that that offends you, but I don't care." Sorry, not sorry. To, um, you know, I, I think mean, we're
2: seeing some of that, though, now with like the, the Bill Mars of the world, right?
0: Yeah. there. Are, I mean, there are voices that do appreciate that. I, I realize that. I guess what I'm saying is the average person, right? Because right, right now, I right. think the, we're, we're at where we're at because the average person wants to be a good citizen, and they don't want to cause a ruckus, and they don't want to annoy people, right? They're not trying to be rabble-rousers. So in trying to do the right thing you and then kowtowing to sort of all these demands, like pronouns and whatnot it's sort of opened the door for them you give them an inch and they take a mile now you can't they can't say anything
2: Um, because
1: it's like i'm gonna you know look i want to respect and be kind to everybody even if i disagree there's that perspective and then it becomes we're going to terrorize you and make sure you never work again if you don't do what we want you to do and i think people didn't realize there was going to be such a quick move from one to the other they probably thought they had some time to hop skip and jump in between and they don't but you know what
0: I think I mean I think that's a good time to segue into this next story because what troubles me the most about it is the tone of the response. These are not just from egg accounts on Twitter. You're talking about big-time sports writers for massive publications like the Athletic, and well-known people responding with some pretty, I think, alarming responses. So uh, let's move into that story now. And Trey, and an NHL player, they stood up against. It was one of these Pride nights, and they had to come out. And you'll go through the whole details here, but, but just tell me what happened.
2: Yeah. So over the weekend, the Philadelphia Flyers, which this is funny that I'm doing a sports story because yeah. I'm huge sports fan. Knows- yeah, yeah. So, uh, so the, the Flyers were holding a Pride event on Saturday. Uh, the team all wore LGBT-themed warm-up jerseys and put rainbow tape around their hockey sticks, uh, but not Ivan uh, Provorov. He is Russian Orthodox, uh, and he told his coach and told his teammates that he would not be wearing uh, the jersey because of his convictions. He told reporters, I respect everybody, and I respect everybody's choices. My choice is to stay true to myself and to my religion, and that's all I'm going to say so he didn't go into a whole lot of detail except to say that hey I'm going to participate in the game obviously but I'm just not going to wear the jersey and I'm not going to put the tape on my stick he said that's just not something that I'm interested in Uh, and then everything started to happen after that
0: yeah I mean it's a whole brouhaha so what what has been I mentioned it a little bit but what has been that response online
2: Yeah, so he faced uh, almost immediate backlash from social media users, some that claimed that he does not respect everyone, as he said, and others even calling him ignorant, obnoxious, and homophobic. I think one of the most egregious was from a Canadian TV host uh, who said that the NHL should, quote, fine the Flyers billions of dollars. Uh, over this player's choice to not wear the pride-colored jersey, uh, said that he should be removed from the team, all this kind of stuff. Uh, But then Christians and conservatives have also voiced their support for him on the other side of this debate. Uh, Samuel Say, he's a popular uh, blogger. He called the athlete courageous. uh, Caleb Park, a writer, Uh, he said, Jesus over everything, no player should have to hang up his Christian beliefs to play in the NHL. And then Owen Strawn, we've talked about him before, obviously a a theologian and a professor. Uh, He wrote, while he is... Russian Orthodox, and I'm not. His courage is commendable. Christians do not bow to the mob; stand and be counted. Uh, So it's been kind of a mixed response. But like you said at the top, Dan, the response from the media elite and the sports elite has been uh, pretty, pretty strongly against him, and and they've all been united uh, condemning him as if he done something. He's done something egregiously wrong.
0: Yeah, yeah, and we'll and we'll dive into it after we get through the report here. But uh, one of the ones was from the Athletic. And said something along the lines, you can't be for everybody, like you're saying, uh, because you're obviously bigoted here. So I want to parse that out in a little bit. But first, let's talk about the responses from his coach and the league, because those were really interesting too. what they say.
2: Yeah, I was actually kind of surprised when I first dug into this story to see the response. So his coach actually told reporters uh, that he's just being true to himself. Uh, He said uh, that this has to do with his belief in his religion. It's one thing I respect about Provy. He said he's always true to himself. Uh, That's where we're at with that. So an encouraging response from his coach. And then also the NHL uh, told ESPN that players are, quote, free to decide which initiatives to support. and went on to say, we do these kinds of initiatives to be inclusive of everybody. Uh, and if he wants to not participate, that's his choice to not participate because we want to include him just as long as we include everybody else. So actually, I think kind of encouraging responses from both the league and from his coach.
0: Yeah, indeed. Indeed it is. And I, and I wanted to spend just a couple minutes here, guys, talking about this response that I'm seeing because the tone is what I mean I think we've seen this a lot from LGBT activists. It's sort of the wear the wear the rainbow flag or else, you know, um I, I tweeted it out jokingly, but kneel before Zod. I mean that, that's the that's the vibe it has, right? And I, I don't understand how people cannot see the difference between um respecting someone and not having to agree with them. Where is the, the logic from people now, where where is their rational thought where they can't understand that you don't have to agree with every single person and all the lifestyle choices they make in order to respect
1: them? Why can't well, that, people see that? They can't see it because there's a spiritual blindness going on. And because there's, there's about four things going on right now, but two of them would be the loss of identity and the fusion of identity. When you remove God, obviously, your identity is yourself. We talk about this almost every episode because it's so important. And when your identity is yourself, whatever you think or feel has to be not only your reality, but everyone else around you has to make it their reality too, or else you crumble and die. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of the culture that we're in right now. But it's interesting because we've also said this before, but I think it's worth saying again, as a Christian, when I have family members, I have people that don't agree with me, don't agree with my faith. They don't go to church with me. They don't attend church events. If I invite them, they don't show up. And I never take any of that to mean that they can't stand me, don't value me, think that I'm a terrible person. It would be like me requiring everybody in my life to attend church with me weekly or go with me or say Jesus is the only way to heaven or else they don't affirm me. And we would never require that or ask of it. So why do we do it in these other areas and think that it's a normal thing to do?
2: Well, I think, too, we live in this culture now where it's we some of it, I think, is social media. A lot of it, I think, is the product of social media, which is this inculcation into your own silos um, this belief that my ideas are an extension of me and my opinions are an extension of me. So if somebody disagrees with one of or two of my opinions, they're completely rejecting me and even abusing me. Uh, and that's obviously not. I mean, how, you can't coexist in a community of people if that's how you're gonna. That's how you're gonna frame your your life. Uh, but I think it's just getting worse because we're getting further and further and further into our separate little. Clubs and we don't talk to each other, so I think this issue just gets deeper and deeper, uh, pervasive, uh, in, you know, in, in, into our culture. And then also the overarching issue, of, you've talked about this, Billy, several times, is the spiritual problem that really is the, the the main problem at the center of all of this. Yeah, and and I think
0: there's another issue here too, and I see this response a lot, and this is that people in the LGBT community are convinced that that they were born that way and that's just how they are and who they are. That is their identity and they think there's nothing you can do about it. Whereas I think most Christians probably think something different, right? They think that maybe you're born with those desires or you have that those um, proclivities, but that God calls you to something bigger and that you do have a choice regardless of what your um, attractions are, right? Um, that you do have a choice in how you live out your life. And so they would disagree with that vehemently. So I think that's probably a lot of where the conflict is and maybe how they can't see it. Nevertheless, thank you for bringing this story. I appreciate it. We're going to head into the main thing now and take a little closer look at Biden's document scandal and what really goes on with these classified documents and um, why are they seemingly all over the place all of a sudden? I mean, both in uh, Trump's, residents and in Biden's residents. We're finding more now. I mean, how many more are we going to find? How common is this? Well, uh, CBN's Caitlin Burke takes a closer look at that on today's main thing.
3: Ironically, the Biden administration National Security Council issued a review of the classification system over the summer. Considered to be ongoing, it's meant to examine ways to overhaul the process of determining and managing sensitive information.
4: I think both parties could agree that classification is way overused in Washington D.C. There's
3: so much information that the American people should should have that they don't. Former Deputy National Security Advisor Victoria Coates served as an archivist for Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld. She tells CBN News that while changes do need to be made to the classification system. Many people regularly deal with sensitive material without making the mistakes we've seen recently. There's a narrative going around
4: that this this is sort of the dirty little secret. Everybody knows it happens. Well, that's not true. The vast majority of the folks who have the clearances and the access to this material treat it with the respect that it it deserves. And this is our national security. So I don't think anyone should be given a pass.
3: For example, the correct process for handling material like that found in Biden's possession would have involved separating out the classified documents at the end of his time in the Obama administration and returning them to the agency of origin. So if you have a CIA analysis paper, you give it back to the CIA.
4: And it's simply a case of of keeping good records. And if uh, then Vice President Biden had followed standard procedure, he would be deeding his vice presidential
3: papers to an academic institution qualified to handle them. Coates points out that none of Biden's personal attorneys involved with the recently discovered documents actually have the clearance to be handling them.
4: There are trained professionals both at the Department of Justice and the National Archives who hold the proper clearances. Biden himself has some lawyers, such as Bob Bauer, who has the requisite clearances.
3: But for whatever reason, they're not the ones doing the searching. She says that while details about the Justice Department's investigation into the documents can't be disclosed, the lack of transparency from the White House about the initial discovery of the material is concerning. Nobody did anything uh, to publicize it, obviously, before the election. But then
4: the really problematic thing is that with that timeline is that they appear not to have undergone the secondary search until after it broke in the media. Uh, so that search should have happened in the days after they found the original documents uh, to ensure, but instead uh, to ensure that all of this material was properly handled. Instead, we had another six weeks of the box sitting in the garage uh, when heaven knows who could have gone through it.
3: Coates warns that it will likely be months before any sort of report on the documents is released, but the subject certainly isn't going away given the two main players could once again be running for president in 2024. Caitlin Burke, CBN News.
0: All right. Thanks, Caitlin, for that. Appreciate it. And that leaves us with time for one last thing.
2: So let's look at Titus one nine. It says he must hold firm to the trustworthy word as taught, so that he may be able to give instruction in sound doctrine and also to rebuke those who contradict it. Hey, we live in a culture now that you're 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 taught consistently to follow your heart and follow your feelings, but those two things will always, always, always lead us astray. We have to know what Scripture says because that's the only thing that's that's true and consistent in our
1: life.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the Bible also says that we are going. There's going to be a time where. people... People just cannot stomach sound doctrine anymore. And every time I read that verse, I can't help but think that we are in that time right now. I mean, you're seeing prominent Christians now kind of balking at certain uh, theologies and things that have been kind of set in stone scripture for quite some time now. And you're seeing the, the pull of the world is so strong to so many and we do have to resist that, and we do have to just stick to the word and stick to the truth of Scripture, because, like you, like you were saying, that is the one thing that doesn't change. Everything here changes, you know, to and fro, with bashed about by the waves and the wind, and it, it changes just as much. Yet Scripture doesn't, God doesn't, and uh, we gotta we gotta cling to that because um, it's it's not as easy, I think, as it sounds, Trey, to 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 stick yeah. to this stuff when. You know there could be real-world consequences for not. Yeah,
2: well, that's why Christian community is so important. We've talked about that so many times. You need to be grounded in a Christian community where you're consistently pursuing this stuff together.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, that's a good place to leave it here on this Friday Junior episode of the podcast. And um, we're happy you're here. We're happy you're here every weekday morning at 7 a.m. right and early. Well, we're all caffeinated and contented. I hope you are as well. And don't forget to head over to cbnnews.com, com for more news from a Christian perspective. And be with us on Friday, the March for Life. We'd love to have you virtually join us for the march. Lord willing, in that creek don't rise. We'll see you back here tomorrow. God bless.